When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the second episode of Sutton United Talk Time on podcast, the Sutton Podcast. For all the songs featured today, please visit www.suttonpodcast.co.uk and then the featured artist section. There is also a Spotify playlist available. This week I'll be discussing the last couple of matches, FA Cup memories and chicken nuggets. Joining me will be my guest long-standing supporter Sarah Ageson and midfield player Nicky Bailey. But first, here's Nielsen Reevely with his brand new song, Modern Monopoly. Beautiful facade Using my oyster card Not a time tonight 
was Modern Monopoly by Nielsen Reevely. For more information, you can follow him on Twitter, which is at Nielsen Reevely, or his page on my site. Now for the first guest. Hi, Sarah. Tell us a bit about yourself. Hi, Mike. I'm not sure what you want to know, but um, I grew up in Sutton in a very much non-football fan family, so I'm the only one. and just turned up at Sutton one day when I was 13. Um, and I've been going ever since. So you just randomly decided that I want to see a full match, and you went down to Gander Green Lane. Do you remember? Yeah, pretty much. Do you remember um, anything about the game? What the game was? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I won't forget that one in a hurry. It was um, it was an FA Cup first round proper replay against Kidderminster Harriers, um, and it it went to penalties. So it was a bit of a long drawn out affair, but um, I really enjoyed it from start to finish. I think I was a bit hooked from then. You got the exciting game out of the way, and then yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then the next game was a uh, two-all draw with Yedding. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> even better, excitement all the way. <laughs> yeah, that was um, an exciting game. And as I mentioned, you, you've obviously you, you've been supporting a, a quite a long time, um, and you are very much a home and away fan. You're not um, someone like me who just sort of goes to the home games and every now and away games. You're 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 fully committed to this. You're, you're home and away. That's right. I've I've missed one game in nearly fourteen years, and that's because they wouldn't let me out of hospital because I've just given birth. I think they could probably let you off that one. Um, and, oh, I'm still angry. <laughs> <laughs> but she's been coming to the games as well, so uh, it kind of makes up for it, though, surely, doesn't it? That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you also were um, in the the group of fans that were um, the the. the Arrow 10 or 13 um, and the Woodford. Yeah, but I'm still not quite sure about that. <laughs> <laughs> there, was, there was 30% hiding away somewhere. Um, and you're in the Woodford, the small group that went to Woodford as well. So you're one of the very few people that's in both of those small groups. Yes, that's right. Could, the Woodford 15. There's not a big overlap between the two groups. No, I, I think I was trying to work out the other day and I, I think we kind of worked out there might be three or four. So you could you could all fit in a mini uh, rather than Probably. a coach, yeah. <laughs> Although I'm not sure Nick could fit in the mini with his long No, legs, no, to be fair, he could dangle out the window. <laughs> um, you also, um, certainly not now because obviously um, life's changed a little bit, but you used to do quite a lot of volunteering down the club as well? Yes, I, I did sort of a bit of this and a bit of that, yeah. Whatever the club needed, you, I'd, I'd try and be there. You were there. And um, I remember quite distinctly um, the madness of... Um, I can't actually remember the year now. I think it was 2010-11 when we were in the Ryman League and you made a decision to cycle to all the games. Yes, um, was that, that was 10-11. That was 10-11 and you were cycling to all the games. I know it was the Ryman, but it was still quite quite distant. Well, lowest off, I think you went to one? So 80-odd that miles? That was the furthest. Yeah, it was 80-odd yeah. miles, is it? No, it's 131 130 miles. 130 odd miles. Sorry, <laughs> I've just done yourself. <laughs> um, I think I can still remember all the distances. <laughs> And you, um, that was for the, um, I have to admit, I'd, I'd almost forgotten, the, the Football Development Fund, which yes. was a, a project set up to try and um, sort of start the football in, in the community almost, the, the, the whole um, youth teams or just everything really that we're seeing fruits of now. That's right, we've come a long way since then, haven't we? We have. In that short, relatively short space of time. Well, it seems like such a long time when you sort of say, oh, it's 2010-11, that's sort of seven, eight years ago, but realistically yeah. it's not that far really considering what you achieved in that time as a club it's not very long at all is it no absolutely not it's it's, it's insane really um right we're just going to quickly touch on the recent games um we've played uh Wrexham at home which was 1-1 uh-huh. and yep. Torquay away you were at both matches have you got any yep. thoughts on the Wrexham game first of all that was well that was your classic game of two halves really wasn't it um with Rex mainly dominating the first half and us kind of getting holding our own in the second. Um, I, I thought we battled very well in that game. I, I was I was not 
Looks from a very good side, and um, I don't ever expect Sutton to lose, but I wouldn't have been entirely surprised to get less out of it than we did, to be quite honest. Yeah, quite right. I mean, it was. Um, I mean, Wrexham are a big team. They're not. They're not, <laughs> they're not a small non-league team. They're a, a league team playing non-league, and mm. to, to to think we could sort of come away slightly disappointed is is again very, a very strange experience when you think back to where we were those those few years ago that we were just discussing. Um, yeah. But disappointed. Big crowd as well. I mean, big, yeah. a few years ago that would have been unthinkable. Well, I I actually think it came up on my time hop recently where we were talking about it was a Wrexham time similar similar time of year sorry and we were delighted we just got over 1600 to the game um and then I think the, the next year it was um 2600 now I'm always getting these figures wrong but I'm fairly sure it was um, something like that because it was it was fairly recently I saw it um but the talkie match um that was a bit more goals in that a bit more up and down um mm-hmm. how was that it sounded very very interesting from the commentary on SUTV it was certainly entertaining it wasn't necessarily pretty but it was definitely entertaining it was it was um one of those games where you're never quite sure what's going to happen next really um and I, I it was it was enjoyable a lot of people have, have said a few things about the officials I think both sides um have had there's been some comments from both sides that are not particularly pleased with them. Now, I'm someone who generally tries to avoid commenting on uh, the performance of referees. Um, so I'm not going to say too much about it, uh, especially since if I did, I don't think you'd be able to um, include that in your podcast. But, um, but um, I think oh, whether that influenced the result, I, I don't know. But um, it, that was certainly something that kind of overshadowed the game a little bit. Um it was a bit of a weird one, to be honest with you. Well, from from the commentary, it definitely sounded like we were we were on top. Um, mm. We we had um, a new signing, Byron, scoring his first goal. Um, yeah, but, which was wonderful. And um, the only problem with that for us uh, away supporters is that it happened. Um, in the end that we weren't standing at, we we, we were put behind the other goal, um, so we didn't unfortunately get a very good view of it. I'm sure. I'm sure he's going to be. He's going to be one of the strikers that scores lots for us. Hopefully, not. Let's hope so, yeah. because strikers tend to, tend to come to Sutton and, and not do as well as expected. Yeah, the, the curse of strikers at Sutton. Um, mm. But the um, the equaliser was well fairly controversial. They, they, people there were saying three reasons. One, there was a, it wasn't a corner. Uh, mm-hmm. Two, um, Jamie was fouled, and people felt that Craig was um, off the pitch and therefore the player was offside. I think the last one was kind of sorted out that he, he wouldn't have been offside, but still two reasons to disallow the goal. Um, but as, as you mentioned, I think Torquay were also unhappy um, with the when we scored, the time added on. Yeah, there were grumbles um, of discontent all over the ground. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but... We, we again went for it. We didn't just settle for an, a, when it was 2 2, an away draw. I think we had three strikers on at the end. Mm-hmm. and um, But it was a defender who actually won us the penalty. Yes. Yeah, Louis John had a great game. Um, he's one of those players he's always he, he's just he's just he's solid. You can pretty much rely on him. I mean, he's come a long way since he's been playing for Sutton, actually. He has indeed. He's one of the massive improvements. Um, yeah. But he danced his way into the box and, and got fouled for the penalty, and up stood another defender, um, uh-huh. Jamie, to um, coolly slot home. Um, <laughs> were, were you nervous? Were you watching it at the time, or were you watching through fingers or looking it's away? Quite. Fun. Oh, I, I, I never look away. I never <laughs> look away when we've got a penalty. If I can possibly help it. Um, it was quite funny because um, I was. It was just moments before the penalty was given, and um, I I thought, oh, I've got a really good feeling about this. And then we were given a penalty, or, or what, that was before the incident. Um, and then the incident happened about two or three seconds later. But that doesn't usually happen. Um, <laughs> normally, normally, I have a good feeling or a bad feeling. It's just, you know, nothing. <laughs> well, I was going to stand <laughs> but, um, next to you. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to get the in-play and, betting going. Sorry? I was going to get the in-play betting going if you knew that kind of thing. I was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Um, 
yeah, well, Jamie, he's got... It's funny, I've noticed sometimes when he takes a penalty, he will look incredibly nervous just before he takes it. But then as soon as he starts moving, you can tell he's got it. You know, he, he, he just switches from all this heavy breathing and sort of stamping around to suddenly... He's the coolest in the world. Yes, yeah, that final. Cool as the cucumber. That final and I puff of the cheeks. <laughs> yeah, the, I wonder if it's an act. <laughs> well, it's the final puff of the cheeks that you're like, oh yeah, he's got it now. Yeah. He just stands there and he's all right. I'll finish with all that. I'm concentrating now. Um, okay, well, we're just going to take a quick break for a moment. We're just going to um, play another little song. Um, this is um, Ghouls and it's called Internet Famous. So from the internet, it doesn't work as an outlet. You're becoming obsessed Addicted to a process But none of this is real They're not who they say they are A highlight real A post of the best Famous by Ghouls, who can be found on Facebook and Twitter at Ghouls UK. Again, further information is on www.suttonpodcast.co.uk. And now back to the interview with Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Um, just wanted to Hi, chat, chat again about the um, the great FA Cup run um, that we had last year. Obviously, the anniversary of the Arsenal game was this week. Um, mm-hmm. What were your um, overriding memories of, of the Cup run last year from sort of um, the, the first match, um, Forest Green? Well, I don't know what hasn't been said about this already, really. Um, but, you know, it's absolutely magical, wasn't it? Um, from the moment we had drawn for a screen for our first match in that run, I thought we'd had it. Um, it was one of the most difficult draws we could have got at that stage. And uh, I honestly, I, I know I said earlier that um, I never expect something to lose, but that's that, that, that goes out the window when it comes to cop games, doesn't it? Um, and I thought, oh, how are we going to get past for a screen? Uh, and then, of course... Rory with his uh, Rory Deacon with his with his injury time winner um, saved us um, a Tuesday night trip to Gloucestershire, which is again, of course, against Cheltenham a few weeks later. Um, so th- that was he was he was my favourite for a while after that because you know who wants who wants to trek there on a Tuesday night? Um, 
then of course there was the uh, there was the game at Dartford, which of course um, to use a tired old cliche, potential banana skin there because they were doing they were doing they they, well. they were flying at the time. I remember being very nervous about that game. I have to admit, I, again mm. like you, I thought we were out against Forest Green. I thought I'd rather have gone out to them than a team in the division below us. Um, yeah. But that was just a, a mad game of football. That was quite a day out, wasn't it? Um, yeah, Dolph is always a difficult place to get a result. I, I never, never was, never travelled there particularly happily, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, certainly travelled home happily that day. Um, my friends and I worked out that it was something like 80-something 80, 80 pence per goal we paid to watch Sam Hatch. And they just kept on flying in, didn't they? There was, you know, five minutes and then another five minutes. And uh, we were just, you yeah. know, we were making absurd suggestions about how many goals we're going to end up with. <laughs> but it was, I mean, it was fairly evenly matched, especially in the first half. You know, the, the, both teams were scoring goals aplenty. And it was, it was only really... It was Later on in the game. Yeah, it's it's almost as if at half time they kind of was in the channel going, Right, stop messing around now, boys. <laughs> we, we you've had your fun. <laughs> Whose turn is it to score next? <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, that no, was again a, a great game to, to be at. It was a bit bewildering. Um bit sort of like I can't believe what we've just seen with that match. Um and then mm-hmm. um obviously that took us into the second round. And yep. we had a League Two club, which obviously you mentioned, um Rory once mm-hmm. again. And that put us into the third round for the long, first time in many, many years. Wimbledon came out of the hat. And of course, again, I thought, oh, we've had it then. <laughs> yeah, well, it was a little bit of an odd draw because it was, we're in the third round for the long, first time in ages. And it was Wimbledon. And it was like, well, it's good. It could have been better, but I suppose it's local. But it was a sellout. It was a, a huge, huge crowd Indeed. there. Um, the, the whole you mentioned that, that the whole run was local. We played so you know we never, we played all those games and we never left the M25. No, absolutely, that's true. That's true. It wasn't. <laughs> thanks, thanks for that, Warren. Yeah. <laughs> if it weren't for you, we would have done. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the Wimbledon one. Lots of complaints about about the uh, the magic pitch that they there was obviously a massive advantage to us. Um, yes, which which is quite funny when you consider when we we had the replay and we went to their ground and uh, their pitch was absolutely dreadful and I didn't hear any complaints about it from them after that. No, they didn't really complain an awful lot because I mean they, they they were busy getting the cows and stuff off their pitch I think um, and and the ball was hardly on the pitch for most of the game but that True. again was another just wonderful wonderful game it was that was amazing absolutely amazing and now ground like king's meadow with a huge crowd like that and it, it's you know it's packed and the atmosphere was incredible and i'm not a tall person um as most people who, who know me have noticed um and uh towards the end of the, the match and in the second half um we were kicking towards the other end um and Right at the end of the game, and everyone was getting quite excited, and we all sort of um, trying to all sort of lean over the barrier to see what was going on. And I couldn't see very well. I couldn't see the other end very well. And I just heard this almighty cheer erupt. I felt it before I heard it. It was, it, you know, all around the away end. And I thought, at first, I didn't know whether that was the final whistle. We'd scored a third goal, um, and it took me a few seconds to realise that we'd actually scored. Um, and I was I was already going a bit crazy, but um, you know either way I knew we'd won. Yeah, and th- that was something that will stay with me forever. I think. Well, I think one of the the moments for me on that match was um, I can't remember the score, but it was um, it was Eastie's challenge um, on on the near side oh, near yeah. us, and it was hefty challenge but in hindsight in, in watching the replays it was absolutely fair challenge um but it really just galvanized the support because i think before then there was that sort of oh still not sure we, we we got the replay aren't we lucky and then when that kind of went in it was like no you know what we we can do this um, that was a winning business moment wasn't it it was absolutely and it was a real defining moment of the match and obviously things went on and we, we did well and it was um, I didn't go because I'm a good boy and I had work the next day but it was all back to the bar <laughs> um, <laughs> um, did you partake? Um, I didn't uh, I was I was pregnant at the time so oh. I wasn't drinking yes. <laughs> um, but apart from that um I, I did consider going back to the bar, um, but then I, again, like you, I decided to be good. And I really regret that now. I should have just gone back to the bar. I just thought, I should have thought, I'd just sod it. I'll, I'll just go anyway and yeah. just join the, the fun. But, you know. 
I was feared I wouldn't be seen for days afterwards. So that's <laughs> that's that's one reason why I didn't definitely go. Um, but of course, after that, we were up against the the mighty Leeds and and 100% Championship club. Um, it's been nice, but we're going to be out now. That's it. Yeah, it's the, the yeah. end of it now. Um, Leeds at our place, which some people, um, I think we, we were saying uh, previously another time, was um, we're getting revenge for something that happened in... In 1970. Yeah, 47 <laughs> years ago. I don't ago. think we're going to get a 6-0, but actually, <laughs> when Leeds came out, that was the moment when I thought... I stopped thinking we're going to lose at that point. I was like, let's just go for it. You know, we're going to enjoy it. No matter what happens at that point, I just thought, you know, I'm not going to disappoint if we lose. But actually, I didn't necessarily feel like we were going to lose. I couldn't quite believe... You know, if someone said we we're going to win, I wouldn't have quite believed it. But at the same time, I wasn't going in thinking, oh, this is going to be fun, but we're going to lose. No, I mean, it wasn't um, the strongest lead side, um, but still there were, um, I think it was actually Nick who worked out there was quite a few internationals in that side. Um, mm-hmm. And the, the, he worked out the value of them as well for the transfer market or something like that. Oh, really? I'd um, be interested to know what that was. I, I, can't, I can't remember if it was him or someone else now, but someone I'm sure had worked it all out. Um, and it was no, these these are these are proper these are good players. These are they're professional footballers. They play football day in and day out. Um, so it wasn't going to be taken away from us. And of course, Jamie um, with his penalty again. Oh yes. Um, and then um, it, the the circus went up to eleven. Um, with um, the, the the arrival of Arsenal. You know, what's in the door? I was saying to my friends, oh, it's going to be a Premier League team because we'd had a team from every other division, from um, the National League South up to the Championship. And it really annoyed me because I, my, my brain likes to have things in order. Yes. We... And it really annoyed me that the National League South team and the National Division team were in the wrong order. Yes. And it, it went Forest Green, then Dartford instead of the other yeah. way out. Had it been the other way, it would have been wonderful. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was um, just surreal, the whole the whole thing, the whole surround of it, the press. Um, I, don't, I don't know about you, I've, I... I um, fairly often wear my hat and scarf around and for the first time in, in years you've got people knowing it's Sutton not instead of who's that um, they knew yeah. who you're supporting um, there were some very surreal moments weren't there I mean for me the defining moment really was I've turned up to our ground for a match that's something I've been doing for 20 something years but this time it was a bit strange because it was a Monday and it was a bit strange because it was an eight o'clock kickoff and it was all, it all felt a bit strange. And you walk down the street and there's a strange atmosphere. And then I'm on the terrace and I look up and they're standing on our touchline at Little Old Gander Green Lane. He's Arsene Wenger, just exactly the same as he stands at all the Premier League grounds with his hands in his pockets, watching intently, just, just like he always does. And it just felt so, so strange. Yeah, I mean, I... The nervous excitement, the nerve excitement, as I started saying, was uh, getting too much. So I decided to leave and wander down about an hour and a half early. And I thought, right, it's a bit silly, but I'll, I'll soak it all up. And I was three deep from the from the from the side. Um, so the, the spot I'd been standing on the whole the whole cup run, I was about two two spaces behind it. Um, oh, yeah. Because there were just so many people there. And then, of course, uh, they say Arsene Wenger there, and but up in the corner you had. Um, Alan Shearer and Gary Lineker in, in the BBC studio. Which yeah, was again, Gary just, Lineker waved to us. He just sit there yes, and just waved to us. It was just, that, that was a bit of a strange yeah, moment. Just well. the whole thing was just extremely strange. and um, it, it was like a dream. It was one of those dreams you have when you're a kid and you, you know you're all dreaming about football. <laughs> I mean, um, obviously they, they beat us, but or they were beating us. Um, and Rory hit the bar. Which, it, it was, yeah. It wasn't. <laughs> A thrashing by any stretch, was it? No, it, it definitely. If that had gone in a few inches, if that had been a few inches lower and gone in, um, I think there would have been a bit of a few nervy moments for Arsenal. Um, oh yeah, that would. Have, that, it, who knows? Who knows what the action would have taken after that? Um, but even uh, when I put Sanchez on for for the um, for the, I think he said for the, the moment to to sort of say, look, hang on, this is this is real. This is a proper club and proper taking it seriously. And I do very much remember uh, Jamie. Uh, Introducing himself a little bit to Sanchez, um, I think he was pushing him over at one point, didn't he? <laughs> That's um, a very impactful way of saying. <laughs> yeah, but I saw um, the interview with Wenger on TV 
um, obviously I've recorded it, I've still got it. Um, but there was this, just when they sort of were saying about how the small ground and how it's so small, making a big thing out of um, it's so tiny. There was just this strange little smile on his face and you could just see from that little corners of his mouth curl up that you think he loved it. He loved every moment of that. And I think he kind of was telling his players, no, no, you think how lucky you are. This, this is real football. Yeah, I think you're right. They showed us a lot of respect, didn't they? They really did. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it was amazing. It was wonderful. And this, the other strange thing about it was knowing that our reward for if we had managed to beat Arsenal was that we would have played Lincoln at home in the quarterfinals of the FA Cup, which would have been the most stupid thing ever in the it world. It would have been hilarious, especially... Um, <laughs> There was a weird triangle going on with the FA Trophy and we were supposed to be playing York, but they had to play Lincoln and or something. I, I can't even I think, remember how it went now. I think we was on that weekend um, of the quarterfinals, I think we were actually due to play Lincoln. And yeah, I, I think but we, we couldn't play them because they were playing in the FA Cup. Yeah, I playing, think... Yeah, they were playing I, Arsenal and York, who were meant to be playing Lincoln in the FA Trophy, couldn't play Lincoln because they were playing Arsenal, so they had yeah. to play us instead because we were supposed to be playing them anyway. Yeah. No, I, I, I can't remember. I, it was something like that. Yeah, I think we're all thinking of the draw, thinking, hang on a minute, we're supposed to play Lincoln that weekend, wouldn't it be weird if we drew Lincoln out of, <laughs> out of the hat that we can't play the league game because we're playing an FA Cup game, sorry. Um, but also, um, yeah, just the whole, the whole thing was surreal, um, amazing experience and... Um, I just one I'm, I'm going to be forever grateful for. Um, I'm a little bit jealous of um, some of our younger fans who kind of have seen it now because um, I missed out yeah. on the Coventry one all those years ago because I was trying to be too polite to people. Um, how do you mean too polite um, to people? Well, I just started supporting Sutton in the October November time um, of '88, and I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, and uh, when the draw came out for uh, Coventry, I think the year before Sutton had uh, played Middlesbrough. That's and right. so everyone was saying, oh, they've drawn a big club again. So I kind of in my little brain thought, well, that must happen every year. And I've only just started supporting them, so I won't get a ticket for that game. I'll let other people who's been supporting them longer than me go. And How dory naive. <laughs> I, will like go, I will go to the next one, I said. <laughs> 20 well, you, you did yes. but it was just a little bit later 29 years later um <laughs> but it, yeah it was just an amazing experience um and i loved every moment of it i, I love the uh, the fact it's all over my facebook time hops every year from now on it's going to come up every um to oh, the reminders nice. of them um, there was a little reminder this season when we played cambridge in the fa cup and their fans started chanting who are you um and I didn't quite have the guts to get it back, but I really wanted to say um, we're the team that beat Leeds because you couldn't. <laughs> if you remember the um, when the draw was made, it was Leeds or Cambridge because they hadn't played yes, yet. Yes, yes. Um, our chant would have been a bit too long. I don't think you would have got anyone on that. <laughs> yeah, it would have been a shout rather than a chant. And I think one person shouting often tends to sound a little bit aggressive. <laughs> Um, right, just want to have a little quick um, chat to finish off with um, looking forward to the games uh, coming up that we've got uh, Geisley at the weekend who are obviously bottom of the league which is a game that you would obviously expect us to win um, I wouldn't have done last season although we did last season uh, we did beat Geisley at home last season which was a sort of game that we weren't winning last season but this season we've turned that round a bit haven't we? Yeah, I mean He's still every chance we could do, do what everyone refers to as do a Sutton and beat the teams at the top and struggle against the teams at the bottom, which I really hope we don't do because I think we've got something like five or six of them we, to play. Yeah, we've, we, we have been much better at that, at that playing uh, lower play size than we were last season, I have to say. Yeah. Um, last season, I, I just had this big joke about I, I had a friend, a friend who sports Woking and... Um, when they came to us last season, I said, oh, he, he was doing the sort of, we're going to beat, we're going to beat you. And I said, yeah, yeah, I know you are. We always lose to rubbish teams. <laughs> yeah, we do have a lot of fun on Twitter with um, the uh, the people whose hackers we've just ruined because we we were a sure bet to, to beat team at the bottom of the league and we, we mess it up somehow. So that's, oh, that's just rude. Yeah, that's, that's always fun. <laughs> Stop crying. Um, and also the... Then the Surrey Senior Cup are in the week. Um, I know there's a lot of people who don't like the Surrey Senior Cup. Um, to be honest, I'm kind of one of them because um, I don't like Surrey FA. Um, but I know you, you, you do really enjoy the Surrey Senior Cup. I do. It seems to be an unpopular opinion these days, but I actually think the Surrey Senior Cup 
maybe not is but should be a kind of nice old traditional competition kind of going back to our roots a bit if you know what I mean um, and it's it's really kind of quite nice playing these teams that we never normally get to play um, and uh, I, do, I do I have to say I do enjoy it and it also it's it's something that I feel that we should win more often um, traditionally we were one of the big clubs in this competition and we've won it quite a few times um, and the only reason really we haven't won it for quite a long time is because for very much understandable reasons no criticism of the club at all for very understandable reasons we haven't put out a very strong side but it's actually really nice for us supporters to see how the academy boys are doing when they get run out in the side for those games and another thing I really like about it is how um, sometimes especially this season you've, you've got a good mix of the academy and some first team players who are maybe sort of coming back from injury and so on um, and I really like seeing them play together because I think they've got a lot to learn from each other yeah absolutely I, I, um, I was going to say they, I think they did this year it was mostly academy then it was academy plus a couple and then it was a few more and then I think the last game was about half and half roughly um, yeah, or started. I, really, I really liked that lineup actually yeah well I'd say there's going to be sim- fairly similar, um, except obviously we just heard today that um, one of those players won't be Bradley, um, who's mm-hmm, just yeah. um, just finally, it's just not happened for him, which is a little bit gutting because he's always been a really nice guy. He's one of those you, you really want to do well. Yeah. Um, but he's just never really had the chance and obviously had that awful injury. Um, but he's gone to, I think, Hampton. Um, that's what they've announced today. So, um Best of luck to him, but I'm sure we'll see play, players like Josh in the side um, and hopefully, as you say, some of the nice academy players coming up will, will do well for us. And we've got another home draw in it for the if, if we get through to in the semi-final. I think it's a home draw again and then the final's also again the Green Lane. Yes. So if those academy boys are lucky enough, they could go through the whole competition never actually playing away. So. I wonder if that's happened before. It must have done. It must, it have, must have. Yeah, it must have. But it also must... I, I, not sure now. This is one of those things I probably have got horribly wrong. But um, wasn't the Surrey Senior Cup final cup a few years ago when I was persuaded to go along and we lost? But that was one of the games Noel came to, one of the early games he came to, wasn't it? That's right. It was one of it was one of those god awful games against Godalming because uh, we had two of them, didn't we? In, uh, in yeah, I, I vaguely remember. I remember vaguely remember blaming myself because I hadn't come to any of the games and I was persuaded to go to the final and we lost and then I discovered I think it was his first game so I very very quickly shifted the blame onto him (laughs) (laughs) I decided (laughs) he hasn't been to many he has been he hasn't been to many games um, the Sun because he just isn't particularly interested but he did go to that amazing FA Cup game at Leatherhead FA Cup yeah a few years ago (laughs) <laughs> but I'm still. Gonna... He works in Everton. He just happens to be. Oh, I see. But I'm I'm still going to blame him for the <laughs> for the cup. Yeah, you blame yeah. him. He'll never know you blame him. I won't tell him. No problem. Okay. Well, um, thank you very much for your time. Really, really appreciate. Especially as um, what people probably won't know is this is the second time we've done this, and this evening probably the fourth or fifth time we've attempted it. Um, so, really, really appreciate your time, Sarah. Thank you very, very much. No problem. It was my pleasure. Okay, and, and we I... got there in the end. So yes. That's all fine. <laughs> Thank you very much for your time, Sarah. It's very much appreciated, especially as we had to do this twice due to technical difficulties. Now it's time for another song. This is Wilder and Fielder with the best guy in the room.
Wildenfielder there with the best guy in the room. For more information, please find them on Facebook at Wildenfielder or under Featured Artists on the website. Next up, we have a chat with Nicky Bailey. Hi, how are you doing? Yeah, not bad, not bad at all. Um, how's the injury? Um, we're hearing three weeks. It's a, it's a tear. Yeah, well, uh, obviously I had the scan a couple of days after I'd done it, and uh, it's come back that I've, I've got a tear in my uh, one of the, in the ligament in my knee. So. Uh, obviously, not the best of news, but not the worst of news either. So, I hopefully will be back in about another three or four weeks. Excellent. On everything goes well. So, good news and just in time for when we the real business end of the season. Um, just wanted to have a little chat today. Obviously, um, there's you you were with us many many years ago. Well, not that many years ago because it makes us all feel old. Um, and you went on to have a nice um career through the football leagues. You kind of basically went through every single division almost. Um, year after year, didn't you? Yeah, well, obviously, when I was younger, like I, I was, I was at Fulham, and I never, I never got a YT or anything like that, so I never really made it, like in the program when I was young. So then, obviously, I had to start, like, working my way back up through the leagues, and then uh, there was a few, few boys that had been released from pro clubs who knew um, Martin Dunn, who was Phil Dunn's son, and uh, basically, we all just got together. And sort of come down Sutton, like trailed for the youth team, and it just went on from there. Really, obviously, we broke into the Sutton first team, and then everything just sort of spiraled from there. And then, obviously, signed for Barnet, and we won the conference the first year I was there, and that's how I, I got into the football league for the first time. And then I just um, just kept doing well and kept progressing through the leagues. But um, yeah. It was, Probably disappointment that I didn't make the Premier League because it's the only league I've never played in. But um, I could say from where I started that uh, I'll give it a good go. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and you, um, it was almost one and a half million that Middlesbrough paid for you at the time. Um, yeah, I think um, they paid 1.4 million for me to go up there. So obviously, when you start out, you never think you're going to go for a transfer fee or something like in that region. So. Yeah, it was a bit of a shock at the time, but <laughs> obviously, why it was all happening, it was uh, it was all all good news. And you you went up there as a free scoring attacking midfielder. 
Uh, and then Tony Mowbray said, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah, basically, because in, in, in to be fair, I can see why, because in training, I never, ever used to play as an attacker. I, I was I was always at the back. I, I just hate losing in training, no matter what, whether it's a game or like a keep ball session or whatever. So I just think he saw that in me. And uh, he just basically told me, I don't see you as a, an attacking player, which I was, obviously, I told him, I think you're wrong. But it sort of worked out for me as well. Absolutely. Because yeah, I, I did quite well until until I got injured. And then I just couldn't break break um, back into the team for the, um, the last year that I was there. So, And obviously less running nowadays as well. You just have to patrol that little bit. Yeah, well... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and obviously I've got, I've I've been playing like at the back as well. So yeah, obviously absolutely. learning learning like new positions and stuff like that. But obviously like, we've got a we've got a good squad. As a, it's a it's a squad that's growing as well down at Sutton. And just to be in the starting eleven, you you've you've got to be on your game. Where I think as maybe in previous seasons you would have uh, sort of expected to play. So yeah, well. But, I'll, I'll, I was going to mention, we, um, this is definitely one of the strongest odds squads I can remember down there. Um, some of the players that aren't getting in the side and going out on loan, a couple of years ago, they would have been absolute shoe-ins and starting oh, yeah, 11. Definitely, 100%. 100%. And I think, like, especially where we are in the league, I don't think a lot of people thought we would have um, been able to sustain like our, our league position. But the likes of Josh Taylor and people like that have done well and come in. And obviously we've signed new players, but obviously Josh has had to go out on loan to get game time because you, you don't play a lot of other matches, no, like resi games and stuff. It, they just don't happen anymore. So you've got to go no. out and and play football just to get, keep your match fitness up. So Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, and it's, as I say, it's the, the season we're having is a great season. Um, we were never expecting it. Um, what, what, what were your thoughts going into the season? Did you think it was going to be challenging, or? Well, I think the... like our away form killed us last year, so that was the main thing that we needed to improve this year. And obviously, it's it's happened because our away form's a lot better than our home form. So, yeah, I think this... if our home form was as good as <laughs> last, last year, yeah. we'd, we'd be running away with it. Um... But, um, yeah, if you're not good at away in this league, then you're not going to get nowhere. And I think that's where we know we needed to improve. But as a, as a whole squad, the players we've brought in and have done really well for us. And I think the gaffers uh, used his like, contacts wisely and got in the right personnel and everyone's just like gelled with the team. Well, he does seem to do that. He does seem to find the right, the right people, the right fit. Um, he seems to have a good relationship with a lot of people, um, especially with people returning. Um, I know you returned, you didn't play under him before, um, but yeah. you've had a lot of people like um, Harry returning, Ross returning, yeah. Tom returning. Um, what what makes him? Well, I, think, I think like I think he knows he knows a good player because he wouldn't have him there in the first place. Obviously, some have like deserved like played well like Polly and got moves out of it, and obviously it didn't work out. So obviously. A player like him coming back into our squad, obviously he's got league experience now, so he's improved yet again as a player. You you know that's going to be good for the team. So yeah, he's he's not he's not silly, and uh, to be fair, he brings in characters that knows will fit into a fit into this dressing room because we're we're quite a tough dressing room, but <laughs> we all, we all get on like really well. And if you if you if you can't ha- like handle the banner that we've got, then you could be like find yourself in a bit of trouble. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, we, we see snippets on Twitter every now and then, um, yeah. <laughs> and we can only imagine then what what's said. If that's the stuff that's in public domain, we can only imagine what goes on away from everyone else. Uh, um, I was also going to just touch on is um, the obviously last year. This is the anniversary this week of um, our, our, our end of our cup run against Arsenal. Um, what what was that like to play in that whole cup run, and what was the sort of feeling? All the way through. Well, I don't, I don't think anyone expected us to be <laughs> that far for one. But um, it is the FA Cup, and you, you see year on year that shocks happen all the time. So obviously, yeah, not five of them. No, nah, not, yeah, not five <laughs> of them. I think the gaffer spoke about it the other day when we was 
losing one nil at half time to Cheltenham and we, we we didn't perform at all and he just come in and he said you ain't going to get many opportunities like this like we know we can play a lot better and obviously once we got the equaliser like give us a bit more belief to then go on like to beat a league club and once we beat them we knew we could beat a league club so obviously when we went into the next game um, we've done it once why couldn't we do it again yeah the Wimb- again. Wimbledon away was very like, well, obviously I got injured for that game so I know <laughs> on the side, like, but um, obviously we went 1-0 down and then they had a man sent off but to be fair even before they scored like, we, we was playing alright but yeah what a day like the way that we won it at the end do you know what I mean it was especially against a local team with a lot of certain fans yes. down there uh, yeah, there was. It was a really good feeling, to be fair. It was very good, and your uh, as I was obviously looking up a few things to talk to you about. Um, you, I've remembered your uh, your moment of national fame, where you appeared on the match of the day opening credits in your underpants. <laughs> yeah, well, to be fair, to be fair like, I, I, I probably forgot that the actual cameras in there, and then just jumped in, not realizing I didn't really have anything on. So, but um, yeah. Um, I think I think a lot a lot of people reminded me about that. Fair, <laughs> well, so. I bet you're surprised that that many people recognise you that split second, and yeah. <laughs> everyone's like, "Hey, that's Nicky." <laughs> yeah, I think uh, the power body might give it away. <laughs> um, and also, one of the other things, um, as I was just doing a bit of research, um, is I, I saw you you've been compared to Usain Bolt quite a lot. I don't know if you you realised. <laughs> <laughs> Just how, how yeah. true? How true is that? <laughs> um, to be fair, I, I don't really like to eat a lot before or after games, but there I have on many occasions because I've I've just like felt like I needed to get something in my body, and something is actually better than nothing. So I have done it probably more than fifty times. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Um, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, I've done it this year. Yeah. <laughs> well, for for those who didn't realise, what the comparison is is um, apparently uh, Nicky has said somewhere along the line that he's never eaten a salad in his life and he eats um, pre-match nine chicken nuggets. Um, I don't know. I don't know why it, why it had to be nine. Or every quote I found was it nine. Yeah. So um, uh, yeah, very very interesting. Um, so. What what are you what are your thoughts sort of rest of the season? We got Geisley coming up on Saturday. Obviously, um, they're kind of they're, they're kind of they're bottom of the league. Um, yeah. That would definitely be a game that we would expect to to win. Um, how's the running looking? Are you looking that far ahead or? No, I just think we have got to take like the gaffer and Bairdy keep mentioning it. Every, every game's a cup final from now. Do you know what I mean? We've got fourteen games left or something like that. And uh, if we want to win the league. We we have to win our home games, and that's number one. Whether it's against Grizzly or whether it's against the Wrexhams, like the the big teams in this league. But um, yeah. To be fair, I think a lot of the lads, um, knowing that Macclesfield at the top, and when we went up there, the way they celebrated, like they'd already won the league, and the way they treated a few of the people, there's a bit of a like bit of a hard like feeling going on there. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So. If any of the teams, we wouldn't like them to win it. You know I mean? <laughs> so we'll be doing our like all we can to to catch them. They're going to lose games along the way. This, this, this league this year has been probably like no other like, national league season ever with like, how tight it is and through the whole league. So, but as long as we make the playoffs, we get our playoff berths sorted from as early as possible. Get that gap between where is it? Seventh and below, like ten to fifteen points. Yeah, sort of relax a bit and then build from there. Obviously, yeah, we're up there for a reason, so there's no reason to believe that we can't do it. No, of course not. The the, the belief is fantastic. Um, and w- just in your opinion, obviously you you were away from something uh, for a while and um came back to us. What what, what is it about the club that um? sold it to you to come back because you, you clearly could have played at a higher level still yeah like i always knew i would come back one day you know what i mean i, I always like thought about it I, i'd obviously come back and watched a few times and just just to put a certain back shirt back on again it meant a lot to me i think where it all started it would have been good to give something back to them and then 
to be fair, the gaffer he tried to ring me a couple of times before, and I was I was still trying to look to get back in the league, and then I went back to Barnet, and I, and I just didn't enjoy it. I weren't enjoying it, and I'd just come back off the a few injuries at Millwall, and you know, I was out for a whole season with calf tear after calf tear, and I just wanted to be enjoying my football again. And obviously, I knew a few of the lads like Easty from out of football, so I knew they had a good team, and they were pushing to get promoted. So the gaffer sold it to me, and just never looked back from there, really. Excellent. And I think that that is really important because um, you mentioned Eastie. He's obviously he's played at various different clubs where it's not worked out. He's not enjoying it, and he's committed yeah. himself to quite a while now at Sutton. Um, and is it is it because of he's enjoying it and he knows he knows yeah, where he's like playing? Every, everybody knows Eastie can play at a higher level. Everybody's not stupid, but he's enjoying his football, and I don't think he he did that for a long time after from when he left Arsenal. He might have had a few injuries or he might not have been getting in some of the teams. But it just sort of gave him a new, uh, I don't know, just, just 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 that feeling to be on the pitch and like enjoying it again. That's, cliche. That's, that's what it all comes down to. Yeah, really. cliche, but maybe feeling feeling loved, feeling wanted, feeling... Yeah, of course. From the chairman to the fans, every single person is put behind the players on the pitch. That must make yeah. some kind of difference. Oh, 100%. Like, with Eastie, there's probably been a lot of a lot of interest um, for him where like, he could have gone to this club, gone to that club, but... Obviously, money does play a part sometimes because at the end of the day, football doesn't last forever, and you've got to try and make as much money as you can before you retire. But obviously, that's not a, an issue for him, and and that's obviously still why he's still at Sutton because he 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 probably thinks he can push on further where he's at at the minute. So unless he got like a championship move or something like that, yeah, where it's, too much, uh, and, yeah. and yeah, too much to turn down. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I think Easter will be here for a long time. Excellent. And well, you lead me nicely on to what I was going to ask is life after football. What, what's yeah. calling? <laughs> to be fair, I, I haven't started my coaching badges or anything yet, but it's, it's something that Gaffer keeps on getting on at me to do because um, he might might like me to stay on at the club and stuff like that after. So I just uh, need to get my butt into gear, really, and just start doing it all. So I, I couldn't really see anything out of football. It's, it's a, obviously all I've done all my life. So that's probably what I would um, uh, go into and start looking at. And I've, I've got to do it sharpish, <laughs> really. So. There's always a refereeing course. Okay. Yeah, I, think, um, I, I don't think I'd be allowed on it. <laughs> to be no. fair, some some of them are getting, but I could say probably eighty percent of them. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't think that'd be a good one for me. Let's let's not name names now because yeah, be dangerous. Name <laughs> Lovely. Well, thank you very very much, Nikki. Um, hope to see you back on the pitch soon, and hope we're all celebrating at the end of the season again. And Bobby doesn't tell us to keep off the pitch. Um, <laughs> all right. Take care, and Cheers, see you mate. soon. Thank you very much. All right. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks very much once again to Nikki and Sarah. Before I sign off this week, I would just like to mention that Paul Austin has foolishly agreed to sign up to London Marathon and he's looking for sponsorship. The link is in the Amber Planet forum and it will also be in the blog to accompany this episode. Thank you for listening. Playing us out this week is the song that got most attention from last week's episode. It's Parallax and The Return. Looking forward to the match against Geisley and hopefully we'll get the three points we need.
Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.